0: This boy and girl are going to be well-equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society.
1: Oh, buddy. I get to introduce y'all to the Queen Bee. Holy moly. I'm actually making the intro to this podcast probably a few weeks after this recording that you're about to listen to of us. Diving into the deep, mysterious waters of what I believe it means to be in a real relationship. Not a relationship that's procured to look pretty only on paper, but one that's actually authentically derived. We started our relationship in a way that I thought I was basically doing everything I could to ruin it. And it almost seems like that's what connected us the fastest. We met at a retreat that I was hosting with my brothers on September 28th in 2012. And I proposed to her about six months later on April Fool's Day. And we got married the next day. And we had a great adventure in between those six months. And here we are, how many ever years later, celebrating The gift of Davina and our dog Araya and all our friends and family and all the beautiful adventures that we're continuously remembering the future of happening and then getting to celebrate the actualization of them together. A true mastermind. A true mastermind Uh, between someone I have a lot of polarity and attraction and love and really love beyond my understanding. (sighs) If you haven't read Breaking Normal, I definitely recommend checking out an audible and listening to... About the synopsis of our relationship through that experience, as well as uh, this this recording you're about to dive into, and yeah, I th- I don't think that we're um too I, I don't think we're too caught up with prioritizing our relationship looking like a relationship is supposed to look like, but more. Being true to the relationship that we have with ourselves and sharing that with each other. And man, the magic, the moon, the moon, and the magic, and mystery, and fulfillment, and awe, and surrender, and humbleness, and all that, and more that's brought through our relationship. I'm super thankful for And I'm super thankful to share a glimpse of us communicating out loud pub- publicly f- to share. Uh, especially what she's passionate about. And I want to give a disclaimer that she wanted to re-record afterwards, and I honor that, and I I trust that we will. And I also honor the creative constraint of being intentional about recording a conversation together so others can hear and holding ourselves accountable to stay to that commitment together. That's one of the main gifts I've um, learned through being married to (laughs) Davina. Davina. I'm married to Davina as her dad, but married to Deanna and the father of our beautiful daughter, Davina. That's one of the main gifts I've really got to receive on a cellular feeling level with being married to Deanna is the riches of commitment. And the only way to truly know what commitment brings is to stay committed. And wow, it's brought new depths of relationship, uh, a relationship with my own emotions, my own capacity to experience life in deeper dimensions and higher levels. I'm so thankful to be partnered with this beautiful queen bee. So without further ado, here's her royal jelly. Okay. Dream Queen Beezy. Deanna, my, my wife, also known as my wife. Also known as a major part of my life, but not my life only, which I think is important for couples to consider. Not get too caught up in the fairy tale myth of you are my everything.
0: Mm, that's a dangerous one.
1: Am I your everything?
0: No. This is where you want me to say yes. <laughs>
1: I don't know what I want you to say. I, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. While I light this Palo Santo and Sage and this other device you have here. What's this other device? Uh, Mugwort. Okay. If I am not your everything, then what am I to you? To me? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, one label we like to go by is husband, friend, father of my child, to name a few. You're many things, but I'm not sure we want to go into all of that. (laughs) Keep going okay what you are to me or like in general to you (laughs) that's a funny question you're my friend my supporter my or a i don't like to say my because you're not mine but these are some of the things that you maybe represent
1: I can agree with that. Sometimes when I say my wife, I, I've made fun of myself. Like, yeah, oh, she's like my, my wife. So <laughs> keep going. I think we're getting somewhere good here.
0: <laughs> you just want some affirmation, I think. I think I, I'm getting onto your love language here.
1: <laughs> also, one of my love languages is communication beyond words, although that may not be in the book of only five categories. Mm. like that. Anything else before we...
0: No, I think those are the main ones that stick out for me.
1: Awesome. And on the, my previous two and first guests on this Breaking Normal podcast under this context of actually going all in and making it a professional production, I have lit in Palo Sage, Palo Sage, Palo Santo and Sage. Mm-hmm. I haven't lit Mug what is this? What does this mean to you? I would really love to know that. Which part? The like why light sage? Why light palasanto? I believe I was probably turned on. I have probably heard of it from memes and stories on Facebooks. <laughs> the memes on Facebook. <laughs> And I think when I saw you doing it, that was probably when I was like, oh, I'll do this. Uh, That's when it became more of a real influence in my life. So I'm curious. I asked my other friends why. Why do you like Palo Santo or sage or especially mugwort? Is that especially mugwort?
0: So mugwort is supposed to help with dreaming. So you can smoke it. You can drink it. You can burn it, as with most other herbs. And to me, sage is just really good way to cleanse the energy um, just as you would maybe use, I mean, the smoke in itself is a representation of of things, of cleansing, you know, it's, it's symbolic, but just as you would use essential oils, like the smell catalyzes something for me, personally. I don't know if that's a part of it in history or whatever, but for me, the smell is just refreshing. It's like a, a wipeout of bad energies. I mean, I know that's what the smoke represents in the, the cleaning of cleansing of it, but the smell is just, I just, I can't get enough.
1: Awesome. And what's the, wh- why Palo Santo versus why sage? Is there a difference in your mind?
0: Well, sage will cleanse out the negative energies and Palo Santo is like the energy boost, like neutralizer, uplifter, whereas the sage does the dirty job.
1: And on that note, you know some people sell smudge sprays. Do you mm-hmm. think they are equally effective, differently effective? Because I, didn't, when I asked you this, I didn't know how much emphasis you were going to put on the symbolic of burning. Because yesterday we partnered with some of our mushroom friends, and I think a very moderate way. And I definitely made sure to watch smoke burning. I love watching a piece of whatever it is wood palisanto, sage from the fire and then i see this unique design in the air that i can still see until it becomes nothing like until i can't see it anymore so it's like mm-hmm. something very real became part of everything mm-hmm. and watching that transition or the veil maybe that's what you mean by a veil maybe that's mm-hmm. something to do with the veil we can dive into deeper soon here and um, I'm not sure if that was just for me to confess that I used some sort of mushrooms yesterday <laughs> or... <laughs> I was
0: wondering, what is your question?
1: Oh, yeah, because... Oh, now, if it was yeah, equally as... Yeah, because, yeah, you really... I've, you emphasize the burning aspect. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Because we have a friend that sells smudge sprays.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I I don't think so. I, there's something very ancient, very primal about burning and and seeing the smoke. And I think... You know, it's it's cute, but it's not, to me, it's not effective. I would not choose that over good old fashioned burning of herbs.
1: During a burn ban, though, it might be a nice option.
0: Yeah, I would find a way. (laughs) (laughs) We break normal, we break break the rules.
1: Yeah, so uh, the veil I was talking about. So I don't know if that has to do with the veil from your perspective, but there's something to me when I watch something burn from something to seemingly nothing. That transition I like catching that transition. The same with the bubbles. That's why I love. I love <laughs> at our last retreat I was getting people right when I opened my exercise I asked people to follow the bubble until the point that it burst and to really focus on the bursting point. Mm-hmm. Is that something to do with the veil when you allude to the veil? Because I know I know this lovely lady v- much better than anyone listening to this does, I believe. And I know she's very into what she calls the veil. So why don't you expound upon that, if you will?
0: Well, the veil would be what the space in between worlds, you can consider it, you know, the world of where... You sense things that maybe you don't see with your two eyes. Well, some people do have the ability to see energies and auras and colors and fairies and whatever else lives in that dimension. But the veil is what? It's kind of like a curtain, you know, an invisible curtain that keeps the two worlds separate. I mean, there are many worlds, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it seems there seems to be some sort of. I would
0: not say it's the same. If if that's what your. Well, it
1: seems to be a parallel because that bubble or Uh that piece of wood that burns, where does it go?
0: Into nothing and everything.
1: (laughs) Mm Hmm. And where does the dream world come into this? Because I know (sighs) recently I would judge my my wife (laughs) to. has caught a passion she caught a wave like a soul uh, she's a like soul surfing a wave that's arising within her around the subject of dreaming and not and, and, and i was and i would also judge in a breaking normal way i've heard a lot of people talk about dreams but this is a, a breaking normal in the sense of most people currently in culture at least yesterday didn't talk about <laughs> dreams in this manner so How does the veil relate to dreams?
0: (laughs) Oh, you're breaking normal questions. Um, It's just, it's a different world. I don't know. I don't know if I would really use that term for navigating the dream world. It's just a, a different parallel reality. I guess you have to cross a veil to get to a different state, but the veil of, of sleep, perhaps.
1: Well, when you said two different worlds, it's like the curtain between two different worlds. what and then you said there's many worlds, but what two worlds are you alluding to?
0: The world that we would sense with our our sixth sense, our intuition, our the part of us that knows things before they happen, that can see things coming, our intuition would be the best best word for that. It is a whole world in itself where all the energies exist and entities and spirits.
1: Okay, so the world like of this waking reality and then that world of spirits and things mm-hmm. are our, our intuition would be more would be more visible to our intuition or and or our third eye.
0: Yeah, I guess you could say it like that
1: And then uh, and, and how would dreams fit into this picture?
0: I'm not exactly sure what
1: is dreams in the my reality, the physical reality that I'm seeing with my two eyes, or is it in the world of beyond my like for my third eye, where the spirits and the fairies and all that exist, or is that just are those three no, different worlds?
0: Those are three different worlds. Um, that would probably be more of an out of body experience. You can go to those those realms, but the dream world is a. Let's call it a third world. That's (laughs) not a part of those. But the trippy thing is that whatever you dream happens in this world. So they are all correlated. You know, one world doesn't exist without the other.
1: Awesome. (laughs) A fractal reality of sorts. Um, So then the dream world. Tell us about the dream world. What do you you just said that what we dream is what we become or is what we see? What we create. What we create. Okay, so mm-hmm. what we you just said what we dream is what we create. Mm-hmm. You tell, let's hear about that.
0: How long do you have?
1: Um, well, <laughs> I, 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 it's eleven eleven today. Eleven eleven. So I'll let's keep it. and we're at JP Sierra's house. So let's keep it ultra spiritual and keep this timer at an hour and eleven minutes. But what I'll do. We're in 11 minutes right now, by the way. Awesome. And what I'll do is I'll I'll got, I like, I'll like kind of ping pong. If you're going down a rabbit trail, I'll...
0: Oh, I imagine you are.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just know. saying
0: there's so much to it. Come on, I...
1: give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. <laughs> sure. I want to kiss you before you tell me this.
0: Okay. <laughs> you're sweet. You're sexy. <laughs> well... What we dream, we do, and what we do, we dream. So both worlds are correlated. They've, they go together. So if you are watching a TV show, let's say about dolphins, I know you like dolphins, and then you dream of dolphins, it is partly both residue from what you did before you went to sleep, which, by the way, is the most important thing you can do is observe and watch what you're doing before you go to sleep. Are you watching? I know you like to watch like Game of Thrones,
1: or it's been a while. My <laughs> most recent, um, actually, form of media that I've watched, and I haven't, I actually haven't watched much media before going to bed recently. But before mm. that, up until the hunt, was the TV show Meat Eater on Netflix. Mm. I was, and I think I was intentionally uh, brainwashing myself for success, for my hunt. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, but, but I, I have watched Game of Thrones. I have watched Breaking Bad. I've watched a lot of the crazy TV shows.
0: But I think during that time, um, when you were watching that, the dreams that you would recall and also tell me about were a lot more violent, as far as I can remember. And so, what like not only in movies are their entities made to feed off of our energy as we're watching these like horror movies war movies all these kinds of things and we carry those with us into the dream all world. right
1: um this is where this is gonna get good i think we'll have a good conversation here entities yeah. in the movies feeding off people's energy mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna also ask you to put the truth tense because I, I i okay. i i will keep a safe distance from that and that's but why they, it might watch. be true yeah okay so this is why Deanna doesn't watch them so you're claiming right now that there's a, an entity meaning like a spirit or something yeah. that is using using the technology or the manifestation or the modality of movies and music
0: mm-hmm.
1: to consume people's energies? Yeah. That's what you believe, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but I Thank just want to right. make sure that I'm I'm pretty good at it. you know yeah. I'm good at getting people to understand what's I, being said. I can
0: easily say for me, but that's why essentially I don't watch them. But for a lot of other people, perhaps maybe not you, watching something and someone having that feeling of you know watching a horror movie, um, a horror movie can trigger that emotion of you know horror of fear, and their entities feeding off that. As well as the good ones. So you just choose to watch happy, joyful comedy movies. Watch some J.P. Sears videos or whatever. But that's why I purposely, I don't watch horror movies. I don't watch war movies.
1: And how do you, you said the good, or you could choose to feed the good ones. What's the good versus bad on your, from your perspective on that?
0: Well, I guess the closest I would come to something most people can, grasp is angels and demons it's it's not as bad as that sound i feel like especially you you have more of a negative connotation towards those and it's it's not as extreme as it sounds but there is energies entities that are feeding off the less ideal emotions anger fear resentment um whatever you want to put in that category and then the good ones that are helping us and assisting us when you watch things of joy, pleasure, happiness. Yeah,
1: well, I'll say that shows up in nature. There's the difference between uh, someone that, uh, two entities, maybe a catfish and a parasite, versus um, like a, one of those, I forget which one it is. It might be a rhino that has a bird on it that mm-hmm. stays on its back. It kind of eats the insects mm-hmm. off of it.
0: I'm not sure how that correlates.
1: Uh, oh, because the, that, the symbiosis is if if an, if there's an, a big wild African animal that has a bird on its back mm-hmm. that's eating off the insects that could be harmful to that rhino, mm-hmm. it's actually a symbiotic. It's like a synergistic relationship where... The parasite might keep the, it might be taking, draining the energy of the animal mm. just enough not to kill it, but to keep it alive so it can keep feeding off the animal mm-hmm. itself. So that would be like the, almost what I heard you say was, is a good entity to yeah. partner with from media I mean, versus a bad one.
0: It, it goes with, um, so there's nine le- different levels of dreaming and, you know, being able to be lucid, which means to wake up within the dream, like you're. Waking up your consciousness. So, your consciousness is aware of the fact that you are dreaming while you're dreaming. And that's only the second level. And going into the other ones, this, this is a little heavier topic. But um, the third level is where you're able to go in and find these entities that actually are feeding off of your emotions in the dream. So, a lot of people that have a lot of dreams of war, of um, just really horrific dreams are usually full of these entities feeding off of that. And like I said, what you dream you create, so these people often also deal with a lot of obstacles, family drama, conflict in their relationship, their life, their job, whatever area it might be.
1: I, mean, I just want to be clear also because uh, imagining some of the listeners, what you dream, what you create in these examples, they're not necessarily literal.
0: No, they're not literal. Everything is very... Symbolic, And I think for people that are avid lucid dreamers, they tend to actually go in and take the waking world symbolism and carry them over into the lucid dreams and they create what they would or what they think has the same meaning as while awake, but those symbols are actually creating a lot of uh, less desirable outcomes in their lives. It gets heavy. I feel like we just jumped straight into a different, like another layer, without giving some some pre steps to. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm I'm good. I'm enjoying know, you the speed of this. I know, you've also heard me
0: talk about dreaming before. Uh,
1: so, is there some sort of context that you would like to uh, no, make well, sure I think this idea the, is, the new listener is aware of?
0: Is um, foreign for a lot of people. I'm at least for myself. I spent a lot of years just going through um, books on dream symbolism and, you know, looking up, doing a Google search, what does this mean? What does this mean? And it's all, it becomes this fun idea of interpreting our dreams based on what most people think is just a peep into your subconscious. And the dream world is so much more than that. And that's something I really want people to understand that it is not just what you have created or what you're currently experiencing. It is what's to come. And so sometimes you can have a dream that's obviously very very straightforward um, prophetic it's like you're gonna meet this person at this and this date and so and so very straightforward but most of them are very symbolic so essentially they all all dreams are prophetic all dreams happen but because you have a dream of getting eaten by a tiger doesn't mean you're gonna go get eaten by a tiger in real life
1: what would be the symbology of Getting eaten by a tiger, what, what would be a potential metaphor of that?
0: Um, so a lot of people have a tendency to just remember that one crazy, outrageous image or emotion such as, oh, I got eaten by a tiger. What does that mean? Well, it, it depends on perhaps the dream you had before or the other things that happened around you while you're getting eaten by a tiger. So there are so many symbols and so much to, so much information to get and that you could be aware of that would tell you a lot more about it. But the tiger would be the spirit of the underworld, um, which is where your subconscious, destructive, repetitive pattern live. So the tiger could be any kind of, depending on all the other, you know, what was the previous dream? that would tell you about what is this subconscious destructive repetitive pattern that you're doing that you're going to be outliving. So it basically means you're creating that, like you're creating more of this repetitive pattern that is not in your favor. That's what you're going to be planting more of. So a lot of people will try and spend a lot of time um, meditating, journaling, you know, doing X, Y, C to get inspiration and be creative. And that's all great, but if they're not aware of what they're dreaming, they could be sabotaging everything they're doing while awake, while they sleep.
1: All right. So in this case,
0: I know it can be hard to grasp for some uh, people, and I think even for myself, like I, I I've found myself wanting to maybe discredit this theory or this.
1: just keep okay, I I the- I just adjust chords. there's a little feedback happening okay. and maybe that's another another maybe it's one of those entities it's like hey now maybe we're not choosing to watch a, a horror movie right now <laughs> we are
0: um but regardless I think there's been many times where I've been trying to discredit it and and make myself you know trying to convince myself that this is not true like this is way far out this is ridiculous but I see it over and over when people tell me about their dreams and I was like oh and then I had this dream and then obviously I'm like okay well this would mean so-and-so ha- like did this then happen like in this time frame after that and they're like actually yeah and I've just seen it so many times of things happening after they ha- have that dream and that's why, I mean, and I could see it for myself when I go through my old dream journals.
1: <laughs> Round two. First time ever technical difficulties, right when you started talking about some deep stuff. So I, know. I also want to take a note to to of happen. that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Yeah. So I think if I'm going to say this right now, when I've experienced mysterious like stumbling blocks, I'm like, oh whoa i must be doing something big turn this into a stepping stone now and we're doing it so you were saying (laughs) i was
0: saying for me i i've been trying to discredit this idea for a while um my left brain tends to take over a little bit and and want to think that that's not possible that's just ridiculous But I've seen it over and over and I can go back in journals, I can go back in like my memory. I remember my dreams like they're memories. And so I can go back and see, okay, I had this dream and shortly after that, this and this would happen. And then when other people tell me about their dreams, I'm like, okay, well, did this happen? They're like, yeah. And so it's like, it's, that's how it is. And it can be scary for a lot, especially if they take things very symbolic, which a lot of people are not symbolic, literal, which a lot of people tend to do, then yes, it becomes scary. But a lot of the dreams are actually not that scary. And you just have to learn to understand them and then you can change them. It's not, it's not that bad.
1: And I wanted to be there. I don't want like, if someone's like, oh my gosh, I've been dreaming of this for a long time. Am Am I creating an apocalyptic future for myself or a disastrous presence? how do they start changing it? Is it too late? What do they do?
0: No. Well, that's where you can come for one on one session. <laughs> it's, um,
1: I also want to call you up since we're, you know, we're so, I don't know if we, ha- I don't think we have a normal relationship, but I don't, I don't want you to laugh after saying that.
0: No, but it is you saying I want, there's so much, but I
1: also don't want to, I don't want anyone to unconsciously undermine a power the power of maybe booking a one-on-one session with Oh, you.
0: no, for sure. If not, you were but going through the tribe design facilitator
1: training, I usually say, like, don't laugh after you give them the uppercut. Like, don't, don't laugh after mm-hmm. the punchline, unless it's funny. But what you said was not that funny.
0: I guess that part was not funny, no. But... So
1: what would you, like, what would be the start? What would be, just for someone that could get a free download right now, what would you well, it's tell so someone? hard,
0: like everyone wants general information, and it's so hard because everyone it's so individual. everyone has different ancestral patterns, family history, everyone is going through different things, they live their life differently, so you know if you're having a lot of uh dreams where you're fighting a lot of war, a lot of um, yeah fighting then. You're creating a lot of obstacles for yourself and you got to find a way to, oftentimes, you know, it's, it's both energies feeding off of the dream, but it's also, I'm not going to say you, (laughs) but this person that's having this dream is, um, maybe has a lot of anger they haven't dealt with. And so they just, it's not going to go away until they change the dream. They have to change the dream and then they'll change their life.
1: And or potentially deal with the anger and that might change their dreams.
0: Yeah. But there the difference is that you can maybe you can spend years, months going to therapy, doing all the, you know, therapy work that you need to do, or you can literally just have one dream where you change it and you will change it. And so that's why I like to dream with the work with the dream world, because it's that much more effective. Like you literally just need to go to sleep. Wake up in your dream and change it, which, you know, it's perhaps easier said and than done. Having a lucid dream is not always that easy to master, but it's a lot, lot more effective in my world, at least.
1: So are you, would you say that you're on the path of mastering lucid dreaming and dreaming? Like oh, this? gosh,
0: I, I feel like I still have a long way to go.
1: So what are you doing? What are you doing in the meantime? Because I've been listening to an awesome book. I think it's called The Master Key System, and it has a cool subtitle about 28 questions and answers. And it's a lot about um, developing the muscle of imagination Uh. and to realize that if someone's thinking 23 hours a day where they don't about things they don't want to happen and then 10 minutes a day they d- a day they do some sort of meditation that's still 10 minutes versus 23 plus hours
0: plus most people go to bed thinking about what they don't want to do tomorrow so that's what they program more of and then they wake up thinking oh shit i got to do x y c you know
1: okay and this is also if for someone that's never heard of the law of attraction or that you see what you're looking for or that it energy goes where attention flows. I, I'm also speaking under the premise that it's not necessarily. It's more about where your attention and energy is. So if someone such as myself, maybe in the past, <laughs> didn't want to feel guilty. if like I don't want to feel. If someone said I don't want to feel guilty, I don't want to feel guilty, I don't want to feel guilty. That means you're put. That person will be putting more attention on guilt. It's not about don't or want or this or that. It's where are you intentionally focusing your energy?
0: And then you have more dreams or you feel more guilty and then you just plant more of it. And it doesn't necessarily become easier to let go of. And on that note, you know, just because someone might um, be listening, that's like, but I never dream. Well, you do. You have eight dreams every night. And just because you don't remember them doesn't mean you don't have them. But the dangerous part is that if you don't remember them, you can't change the ones you don't remember. But there are practices that you can do, even though, even if you can't be lucid, to change these dreams. But you need to start by remembering them, which starts with dream journaling. That would be my most effective tip for remembering your dreams. And
1: is there a recommended protocol for dream journaling?
0: Yes, you want, when you wake up, most people will start by thinking, okay, well, what was I dreaming? And then, oh, what happened after? What happened after? Well, what happened after that dream is that you woke up. <laughs> so you want to move backwards when you're recalling your dreams. So you'd ask yourself, what was I dreaming? And then, what happened before? What happened before? What happened before? And then you keep asking yourself that. Different images will come. And you can ask yourself, where did it start? And you will usually get a different image. And then you start again. Okay. Well, what was I dreaming? What happened before? And where did that start? And so you just you move your way backwards and not forwards because that's when you wake up.
1: And then and then do you recommend um writing them down in the phone, voice noting them, what would be the Personally,
0: I don't like voice noting because I I like to be able to go back and look at them. And I can't do that if it's a voice note. And there is no way I'm ever going to listen to any of in all of my recordings.
1: Well, there are also, in case someone's really dogmatic about keeping it to the voice (laughs) and you want to get it written, there are transcribing.
0: Yeah. Well, for the general person, I think writing down a few dreams that they remember is easier than doing a voice note, finding an assistant that they can then transcribe and then send it back to you. (laughs) (laughs) or Siri can, you know, voice to text or whatever, but I prefer to write it down. Um, Currently, you know, mom life and all, I've just been doing them in my notes, but then that, I think I'm going to create an app for this.
1: (laughs) There we have it. We get to hold her accountable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because it's, uh, I don't know where to keep it. I, I tried doing it on my computer for a while, but then that means I need to like get out of bed and grab my computer and Okay,
1: so on that note, I think we can leave reviews on this. I would love the review of this podcast and if you know of any uh, dreaming, journaling technologies or apps or whatever it might be. So it sounds like what you're doing with this practice is developing the muscle, metaphorically, of remembering dreams.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, for sure it starts – if you want to change them, you need to be aware of them.
1: And now I'm starting to think what – what would be a more powerful muscle to flex than to remember? I don't know. Maybe the presence muscle, but anyone? Anyway, <laughs> I guess it depends on what you consider a muscle. Some scientists might be getting a little mad right now. Um, okay, so dream journaling—just when you right right when you wake up,
0: right when you wake up before you even get out of bed, because. As soon as we get out of bed, it starts to fade. So catch yourself before, right as you wake up, maybe even before you open your eyes, if you can catch yourself in that state. And don't don't grab your phone as the first thing when you wake up. Spend it like that moment right when you wake up and right before you fall asleep is the most powerful place to program yourself. So whatever you're watching, you know, most people like to fall asleep watching movies or tv or hack the news whatever people do these days or scrolling on social media you know soaking in everyone else's drama and ads and whatever else is on there and it's just it's getting programmed so deep and that's what you you end up dreaming about and then yeah maybe not you sometimes <laughs> thank you. you thank you in the past <laughs> in the
1: past i'm gonna i'm gonna get to do an episode about the truth tense soon the truth tense. The truth tense. Basically, now that I said I caught myself, I say I want to do this soon. I'll do it right now. If anyone else is listening to this and they're catching themselves um, putting something off that they want to do, like your app, <laughs> do it now. Do it now.
0: There's other things I would rather do right oh, now.
1: But we can do it all. Mm-hmm, okay. We can do it all. And I would say that for me, what I, what I mean by the truth tense is uh, speaking about my own experience. And speak if, I, if there's something I'm ready, a, a, a pattern or an entity that I'm ready to let go of, I speak about it in the past tense. Mm-hmm. And if there's an entity that I believe I'm ready to empower someone else with, I might use you. I may use you. However, I believe my main gig here one of my main gigs here on earth is to report accurately what's happening for me and not needing to wee- wee all over everyone or you you <laughs> so that's what I mean by the truth sense and I'll go deeper into that uh, continuously all right what about what's next is there if someone's like oh I've been dream journaling for a while and I they still don't know how to lucid dream how would they what would be the next step or what would be the next step in mastery? because I know I watch you you've been doing some breaking normal rituals I at first you did 36 days of some sort of breathing.
0: No, that was uh, 36 days of work with the black obsidian mirror.
1: Okay. And you did some breathing as well. Well, Yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this obsidian mirror with the breathing and the coconut shell version of it.
0: Mm, Well, for people that are familiar with working with crystals and the crystal kingdom, obsidian is a master tool that was used in a lot of ancient civilizations and It's powerful for working with trauma, removing energies. Um, It basically works as a portal for anything that you don't want. So it becomes like a vacuum in the practice that I was doing, at least. um, You create like a vacuum with the mirror to suck out all the things and energies, ideas, traumas that you don't want to have in your life anymore
1: and what do you you say vacuum suck this up or what do you do
0: (laughs) no no so it's a it's a round little disc and and how do you
1: create how do you make it a vacuum because when i think of obsidian i think of trevor hall's song obsidian when i think of uh and trevor hall's obviously dialed into a lot hey trevor trust you're listening (laughs) to this come to a tribe design and i remember thinking of yellowstone national park being loaded with black obsidian for whatever reason and that's where breaking normal was birthed Mm -hmm. in a way so
0: what was your question?
1: What do you do? Like, can someone oh, just go well, find so a piece of obsidian in... or what do you no. do? No,
0: it has to be a, a round disc, the right size. I think it's 13 centimeters. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> These numbers, I, I, we could go down so many rabbit trails well, there's right now. different,
0: you can use them in different sizes, but if it becomes too big, you can't move your eyes out in their perception.
1: So 13 inches is an ideal diameter? Centimeters. 13 centimeters is an ideal across the circle?
0: Yeah, and that would be a good... Where would you
1: get yours from? If someone wants to get one, do you recommend it? Uh, from
0: the... That was the dream school from... They got it from Mexico. They were all imported, made, made specifically. I think there has to be some sort of astrological, whatever, scientific stuff to it. Um, but... So 13 centimeters uh, is the size of the mirror that I have. And you have to hold it up in front of your face and you have to move your eyes out to the side, back into the center. You have to do certain eye movements to make your reflection disappear. And that basically becomes the the state without mind, it's called, where you look at your reflection, but the reflection disappears.
1: And I love hearing this. Do you I, want to, to, again, to prove, yeah, I just want to hear about your experience because you did this. Okay. She has to tell me what you did. Okay,
0: so what I did is hold it up in front of my face to see my reflection. And there are certain, um, exercises where you move your, I move my eyes to make my reflection go away. And that's called the state without mind. When you, when one can look at the reflection and see nothing. So it becomes all black. And that's where it's like a vacuum, like the void. And you use that. I would use it. I would move it around my body and, um, suck out wherever the energy would be stuck in my body, I'd suck it out of that place. Well, and there's a, there's a certain, I've, I don't remember how many different exercises and emotions you have to go through. It's basically a, a whole line of emotions of your subconscious or your underworld and patterns. and.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, this is awesome because it sounds like you're spending 36 mm-hmm. minutes a day at least for
0: thirty six days. That's now. Days? That's this is different. This is
1: what you did in the past. The first exercise, the black obsidian. Movement. No,
0: that was as long as it would take.
1: Oh, oh it wasn't but for thirty six days. For thirty six days. So how long did it usually take? How many minutes did you usually spend on uh, each day? Depends
0: on how much time I had, but I would say between twenty minutes to an hour.
1: Okay, so you spent twenty minutes to an hour for thirty six days in a row, mm-hmm. doing something that you believed. Was removing or letting go of energy that no longer served you. Mm -hmm. That's pretty freaking powerful, right there. Mm -hmm. And now, and you're using the mirror to do Now I'm
0: using a a normal mirror for a different. But that's what you
1: were doing, and Mm -hmm. that's pretty. So that was one thing you did. And did that? How did that affect you? Did that affect your dreams?
0: Yeah. All of a sudden, I was starting to dream of things I've never dreamed of before, which was really.
1: Can you give us some examples?
0: Um. Mirrors, portals, um, different elements. I'm not sure I can come up with a a concrete example, but there are just things that I had never dreamed of before.
1: And probably what you would judge to be more symbiotic things rather than destructive things?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like elements... you know, certain animals and certain things move in and, yeah, I guess symbiotic would be a good good way to ex- explain it.
1: Well, and the you, you, as you said earlier, that sometimes people dream the residue of what they were doing. So you may have been dreaming the residue of a crystal, which seems potentially crystal or the obsidian mirror or the black obsidian. Isn't it black obsidian yeah. crystal?
0: Yeah, yeah. So but maybe- I, that was not like the unusual that I would dream of, <laughs> but okay.
1: I'm, I'm being, I'm listening pretty close. Okay. Dean and I have a nice polarity. Well, I yeah, said mirror. Doing... I
0: didn't necessarily say obsidian mirror. Like I don't have many dreams with actual mirrors, but I did have one the other day too,
1: actually. What was that one like? And then we'll jump to the next exercise what you've been doing. Well, that probably
0: is... had more to do with the exercise that I'm doing now mm-hmm. because I was looking at myself in the mirror and it was not me. Like I, I was
1: in the dream. Yeah. Or? Okay.
0: Yeah. I was, I looked very different and someone else was like, well, where's Deanna? And I was just, I was freaking out in the dream. And I was, it's one of those moments where being lucid would have been good, but that didn't happen.
1: Okay. So we got, we got 36 days of, someone can use a black obsidian mirror 13 centimeter diameter oh, ideally
0: no they you can't just do, there is there is some science to the <laughs> logic to the madness
1: <laughs> but you're saying so you but wouldn't... i mean if
0: you just want to you know grab one and play around with it sure but you have to understand where to move your eyes and which questions to ask yourself. How to move this mirror?
1: Okay, I see that. I hear that. It's like just like I wouldn't recommend. I can recommend a surfboard for a beginner, but I wouldn't recommend that's it. Yeah, you know, there's other steps to surfing. A wave yeah, you just... don't just
0: like, hey, there's a wave out there. Just go see what happens when you <laughs> paddle out.
1: That is one way of learning, but I can definitely see a, a potentially more synergistic or symbiotic way. So, and then what's so that's great, great. So mm-hmm. we're scratching the surface here. If someone wants to learn more, if someone wants to learn more about what in the heavens you're talking about, where where do they do that?
0: Uh, well, is that depends on when this thing is out.
1: What's our options? It'll be out. It will be either December after December twelfth.
0: Probably moonandmagic.com.
1: Okay, okay, here we go. Making lots of good statements tonight. We're making some moves. And then um, now the mirror exercise, so not the black obsidian mirror. That's one thing you did for 36 days to improve your dreaming. A new exercise that you're currently in the midst of, is that correct? Mm -hmm. What's this one?
0: This uh, I do with a mask, any kind of mask really, and a regular mirror. And once again, there's certain steps you have to do Because you're not supposed to put the mask on in front of the mirror because the mirror, like I said, the mirror is the portal. It'll know that you're tricking it. But basically, I'm talking to the mirror with a mask about certain things, whatever comes up that I'm wanting to work through. And it creates like this new neuroplasticity that makes the brain, you basically disassociate from your own identity which is going to help with lucid dreaming because a lot of times people don't lucid dream because they're always in their body because they're not used to seeing themselves in a different way and so once you can learn to see yourself in a different way you start disassociating from your body and your face and yourself then it becomes easier to enter into lucidity
1: and what's the protocol on this, the rough protocol? Like, what are you committed to doing right now? 36 days. 36 days. Another 36, 36 days.
0: minutes. This has to be 36 minutes for 36 exactly,
1: days. Exactly or a minimum?
0: Well, between 30 to 40 minutes. So that's 36 minutes.
1: Okay. 36. And what is there? Do you know? Is there some sort of symbolic yeah, some significance? Yeah, or Toltec
0: astrology. You know, I'm not going to argue with them. Math is not my strong side. Mm-hmm. They knew what was up. They knew how to calculate all that yes so that's how they calculate and
1: that's how they calculate it in some way you don't exactly understand
0: yeah but i know they're pretty spot on with a lot of things so i trust that part
1: okay and then is there another what's that was there something after these 36 days and what day are you on now i don't know but, but not day 36 no but then the previous <laughs> exercise you thought you didn't you go way beyond 36 days
0: i did actually
1: I did. And do you know how many days you did? 45. 45. You got the bonus, nine bonus days. There's a little math for y'all. And uh, do you know what you're going to do next after this?
0: Um, after
1: these 36 days?
0: Potentially. Potentially.
1: Would you love to share?
0: Yeah, there's a ceremony um, that, well, it's a, a ceremony in the dream world. You basically go to bed with... Um, what do you call that hosting a ceremony (laughs) in your mind
1: a shaman no no
0: trying to figure out the best way to explain it um i was doing the um rattlesnake powder so basically ground up rattlesnake powder to activate the serpent energy in the blood in your blood in your body
1: This is you just added this in too. So when did you take this rattles? Well, I
0: started was that a couple of months ago? But you're supposed to do this ceremony in your mind. It's it's basically a dream ceremony. And let it run till you fall asleep. But I kept falling asleep before I even got to the ceremony part, so I decided to stop and I'm gonna redo it when I have a little more energy, but Divina likes to
1: interfere with the I got a little serpentine out there. What does this rattlesnake powder have to do with this ceremony? And how is it done, ideally?
0: It's ground up rattlesnake powder. And you have to call in certain specific elements to work with. um, Because certain symbolism correspond to the serpent energy. And so going to bed... I would hold the image of, I have to take the certain steps leading up to, and then I have to do a specific ceremony with the specific symbols in this dream state in my mind. But I kept falling asleep before I even made it to the ceremony because I was too tired doing mom life.
1: I thought you were dreaming.
0: Well, you're supposed to <laughs> fall asleep and content. So obviously whatever you hold your attention atten- on, you continue dreaming most likely. And so... Just go to bed visualizing this and then fall asleep as you visualize it, and then the ceremony continues as you sleep. But I never made it to that point.
1: Okay, so you were basically <laughs> starting dreaming while you were awake and mm-hmm. wanted to continue that dream while you were sleeping, yeah. but while you were sleeping,
0: no, that even dream while never awake.
1: You would fall asleep. So I. You would fall asleep, is, uh, but you wouldn't dream consciously. No,
0: <laughs> am I just there? So you the only one not here, or am I really not making sense? I don't sense? know. I don't
1: know. If I okay. want to Kiss you again so, or something.
0: So I go to I go to bed, lay down, close my eyes, have to take certain steps in slowing down my breathing, slowing my down my body, basically getting into somewhat of a sleep paralysis state, and then I have to call in the different elements for the ceremony. The all the imagery needed for this ceremony. And before I even got to that, I would basically just slow my, you know, slow my heart, slow my breath and work on the sleep paralysis. And then I would black out there before I even got to visualizing the ceremony.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So now let's pretend you got to the point where you're in the ceremony, lucid dreaming in the ceremony, What's what do you do during the ceremony? What's the idea, what's the goal? Is there, a, so what's the ceremony?
0: Well, that that one will leave for non-podcast people oh, that want to. <laughs> oh,
1: Shaika why the mystery element has been, mm-hmm. is here. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Mystery. Nice to meet you again. Mm. Okay. On that case, we're, how are we doing? We got, uh, I think we're, I think we're in a new subject. Cool. What well, would you love that subject to be, if anything? Anything?
0: I don't know. This is this is your podcast.
1: What do you think is the best thing to do with this podcast? To do with it? Yeah. Is If anyone's making a podcast to the quality that I'm making it right now, or that they, they have the capacity to create any product, whether it's a podcast yeah, you or You have any...
0: such a good um, ability to free flow and know what. maybe whatever you call in, I feel like it's the best to... I mean, I know you say that for everything, but you have a pretty good ability to freestyle with what's coming up.
1: Oh yeah, I do that. I didn't get—I didn't get my advice though about what do you advise to do with this podcast? Any thoughts on it? How are you feeling during this? How are you feeling during this experience? Um, Can you imagine this being a big hit?
0: I—I mm, I don't think so. Oh, you're talking about the podcast yeah, in general?
1: Yeah, the podcast in general.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know about how the other ones have been. I don't know. Epic. Okay. I then. would
1: judge this to be epic too. Cool. So to this level. Cool. What do you think?
0: Well, then, yeah. I think anything that you put your mind and attention to, anything you touch will turn to gold. So I don't doubt you.
1: And in this moment, do you have any breakthrough ideas are the best way to get this message to the public or the message to the masses of this podcast I'm masterminding with you right now um, live on this podcast
0: sometimes i feel like it's such a small niche of people that are inter- interested in dreaming specifically for talking about this episode so i don't know i think so for you know being a dreamer takes dedication and discipline on time.
1: Indiana, dedication, discipline, yeah. in Indiana.
0: <laughs> and it's definitely not for everyone. I think a lot of people are going to maybe find it interesting and start analyzing their dream, maybe start remembering their dreams, but really diving deep is not for the majority of people, I don't think. Because I think it's still so hard for people to wrap their heads around like, could this really be? And I think it's not only that, but it's scary because if it's really like this and they're not willing to go in and look at it and change it then obviously that means they know that they're purposefully not doing about something doing something about something that could be really powerful for them to change i don't know if that made sense <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, referencing the book that I was listening to again, one of the things they say that's pretty, like like what you said, it reminded me of it. It's like this potentially convicting, stark reality that also reminds me once again of Davina and my cum shot that went inside of you to create her, what, like one in a, one, it was one in the hundreds of millions or millions, or it depends on if you count the, only that one come <laughs> shot or all of them. <laughs> that I feel like I'm going to get judged for, and I'm okay with that. Um, that. It was one so far that created a new life, that mm. created a new reality. One of millions of those entities. And the book, um, it was talking about the same thing that whenever a new idea, a new technology comes out, it'll there's it's ne- there's never, I I think I heard them say it's never not been opposed by the majority.
0: Mm.
1: He says nothing, nothing truly innovative and this growth inducing has ever been accepted by the majority.
0: Mm. I could see that.
1: Yeah, a little, what do y'all think about that? Scary. It reminds me of Napoleon Hill's book, Outwitting the Devil, where he claims to have a conversation with the devil. And the devil basically explains how he has 98% of the population in a hypnotic trance drifting. Mm-hmm. And maybe from what I'm hearing here is a lot of that work of what Napoleon Hill's alluding to the devil is to keep people distracted from dreaming on purpose.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, we, it's, I really think that's the case for most of the things that we've been told are nonsense or to not pay attention to. You know, just like, don't eat this plant because it's not good and it's just, it's nonsense and it's not good for anything. Well, it could be the one plant that's like the best for awakening humanity. And the same thing, dreams, they're just nonsense. They don't really make sense yet. They hold such. A big space in any holy book like all the different holy books in the world talk about dreams and how you know the kings would be so fascinated by them and prophetic dreams and they were really important and yet somehow today it's like oh that was just a dream unless it's something good then people will take it as a sign to oh maybe we should do that that's a sign or if they have a dream about an accident before taking a big trip then all of a sudden it's like oh that was a warning. Maybe I shouldn't go. But if it's all the other things in between, then it's just a dream. And there is no such thing.
1: All right. Um, and on that note, of the holy books and dreamers, I'm not sure if you know, but Daniel from the Bible definitely made his introduction to the Bible from what I remember as a dream interpreter for the king. Mm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And then he also uh, became probably the next step, I think, in his claim to fame in the Bible was pretty much eating close to a raw vegan diet.
0: <laughs> Are you named after
1: Daniel? Uh, my mom told me. So uh, am I? My mom told me I am named after Daniel in the Bible and Daniel from the Elton John song and Daniel from the Karate Kid. She just <laughs> loved all those Daniels. And that was when... Well,
0: I could see you being so... Apparently, we hold a lot of the energies from the character that our parents chose to oh, name us from.
1: Those three characters. Have you seen Karate Kid?
0: Yeah, I loved it.
1: Oh, daniel son. So Daniel. And have you heard Daniel from Elton John?
0: No, that one I'm not familiar like, We'll about.
1: listen to it after this, maybe. And then okay. Daniel from the Bible. Oh, and then Daniel from the Bible is also the main claim to fame, I would say. The most popular meme around Daniel is Daniel in the lion's den. Huh. Have you heard that?
0: Uh, only from you. Oh,
1: Daniel and the Lion's Den. Yeah, they sent Daniel. They, I think he was being ultimately t- tested slash punished slash prove yourself, Daniel, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they put him in a den of lions, and everything was peaceful. No problems. And I'm wearing the, <laughs> I am wearing the kitty shirt today. <laughs> Here it is. Daniel breaking normal. So what do you want to go? Do you have some, a belief around that? Like if I was named after these three characters –
0: Oh, that you hold the energies of of some of these characters like some of some of that essence of was what your parents like what energy your parents put into your name and your soul basically i'm named after princess diana <laughs>
1: <laughs> that and that you are that you are a princess and a queen and all the royalty And I think that's something that I definitely, coming into this podcast, I had in mind, and I know we're getting, we're approaching the hour mark with all the dream talk, which I think you would probably appreciate, maybe an hour for dreaming and 10 minutes for reflecting. So in this dream of life you find yourself in, I definitely think you embody a queen type of energy and like a queen bee type of energy or a royalty type of energy, Um very inspiring like not only for me that i'm very attracted to but also a lot of women and i think a lot of women are highly intimidated by you Hmm. Uh, and i think that's actually the case for me too more so young men so maybe we're holding a royalty a royal energy together yeah um and that being said how is there anything you can Like the younger version of yourself or when you weren't acting as royal or what does royal mean to you? I would love to know about your perspectives on embodying a queen energy or a princess essence.
0: Well, I think while exploring all of this dream work, a big passion of mine is definitely finding a way to unite women in the non, I want to say non-fluffy way without, you know, getting anyone mad here but i by fluff i guess i mean i don't know i just i think i hold a very different energy than the majority of women and so i feel like i'm getting on thin ice here with the with the fluffy comment but in case i'm
1: trusting i invite let me make sure i'm not inviting The spirit of timidity into this space here, but the spirit of courage that Daniel had in the lions' den, and when he was interpreting dreams for the king, and when he was kicking the bad guys' ass under the guidance (laughs) of Mister Miyagi. Let me say that, um, yeah, I want to own that a lot. For I realized a lot of people in my past, especially men, were so intimidated by me that they created false stories around me. Last night, I met someone. That kept telling me the last time we met, I was like wasted, drunk, and out of my mind, and not present. And the then, JP, yeah, then JP was like, uh, I've known Daniel for five years, and I've seen him drink maybe five drinks deep. He likes to drink two beers every night, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever seen him wasted. So, and, and I was thinking... And I didn't say it at this wow. point in time because I, but I was like, this is a classic example of how sometimes men come at me like they put me on a pedestal, which I'm I don't need. I don't need to be put on a pedestal, and sometimes men come at me like just with these passive aggressive, like they gotta prove something, they gotta undermine me, mm. and I'm I don't need any. I don't need any of that because I I don't need, I don't need to do that to anyone else that's listening to this. I love you, I, whoever's listening to this. I love you and I respect you and I cherish you and I want the best for you. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's an archetype thing or maybe the essence of what I was named after <laughs> or something, but sometimes I get treated in weird, like, a, like some sort of the people are intimidated that. by me. Mm-hmm. So I think that happens to you too. So let's don't be around the bush. Don't be timid. Just yeah, tell, tell no, the women I, I think how I'm it is. Not,
0: um, I'm not really sure what the right word would that, what for that would be. But regardless, um, you know, growing up, I grew up in Denmark, which is very different than you know, small town country, Denmark, which is very different than, you know, big city, LA or whatever. But there's all I mean, I I realize that this happens everywhere, but the competition between women is something that just really bothers me because I've I feel like I was so affected by it growing up. And I want I want women to come together, like without having this either superiority complex or feeling intimidated. Like I truly have this desire to be a big sister to whoever, like the women that are, whether it be maybe not a big sister, maybe it's a younger sister or whatever. But for the majority, I feel like I carry this sister role of, I will help you. Like I will take care of you. And that's, that's what I want to create for people. Women, especially. And maybe that's because I I feel like it was so rough for me growing up with all the small town crap. But, you know, it happens everywhere and especially between women. And all of these senses of, you know, tuning into your extrasensory abilities and the dream world and these gifts that come with being in tune with all these different elements, I feel like are really the core of our feminine essence. And I think more women need to get in touch with that. And I think once they do that, they're able to co- cooperate instead of competing with each other.
1: Yep. I, what I heard, what, uh, I asked you, well, you know, in a way, what would be some perspectives for women that wanted to embody their queen or princess essence? Mm. And uh, you, uh, your answer is awesome. And But my golden thread that I picked up was, to uh, you said, I want to help you. I want to protect you. I want to protect you. I want to help you. Is that what you said? I mm. uh, that to me what uh, better words out of a mother's mouth or a queen's mouth than that? Mm. And same thing with the ocean and all like almost all of nature, mother nature, I believe wants to help us and it wants to protect us. Mm. And then there's also The chaotic side of it. The part of (laughs) the stinger, the Queen Bee Stingers, crazy emotional roller coaster wildness. Davina's crying. Is that just on time? Yeah. Is she all right? So she's waking up. So now we're gonna honor because Davine, I know you wanna we both wanna protect and support Mm -hmm. her and this is a great teaser. If y'all, if anyone that's listened to this and you want to hear about the chaotic um, <laughs> freaking tidal waves of the Mother Ocean and the freaking eruptions from Mother Earth and Deanna's Queen Bee Stinger, and we can get all into the um, emotional intelligence it's taken for us to thrive together, oh, yeah. Let, leave us a comment or suggest it or share this, and maybe we'll do a part two to this because <laughs> Davina just woke up. Yeah. I love you.
0: Love you. you.
1: I love you. All right. Thank you. And How long was our call? I bet with the delay, it says one hour and one minute. So that's good. One hour and one for 11-11. We did it. Much love, guys. And girls. And queen bees.
0: This boy and girl are going to be well-equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society.
1: Okay. I'm going to make this outro ubiquitous for the first 12 episodes. And... It's basically me taking my own advice, walking my talk, and asking for what I want without being attached to getting it. And that's a a review on this podcast. A review on the Breaking Normal book, whether it's on Amazon or Audible. For y'all to start Breaking Normal, let me know what it does for you. This is a big expression of my heart and soul. And it's another iteration of self-acceptance through self-expression. And I do believe that what's most personal is most universal. It's a great guiding light for how to communicate with one another so if this added value to your life and even if you think it didn't let me know through a review and uh, don't forget about that we're going to be giving away a free tribe design to someone that leaves a review on the podcast so go to breakingnormal.com and check out the podcast section and uh be eligible to win to take action at least putting yourself in a position to win this prize and maybe this will be a big symbolic step like one small step here may take a giant leap for the rest of your life to put yourself in the opportunity to win, which also puts yourself in the opportunity not to win, which is both are a win in my opinion. So let's tap into that vibration of winfinity and join us on that journey and keep breaking normal and stay in touch and be sure to ask for what you want without being attached to getting it to the people that would matter the most. And if that's to me, reach out to me. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear about it. Much love to you all. I look forward to exploring this infinite evolving adventure out loud, authentically, synergistically, alchemically, and in respect to the divine. God bless.